Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and what a beautiful day it is. It's just a great day to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. And I would like to say happy birthday to several Cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today. We have Tammy Hunter of Washington, D.C. Happy birthday to Veronica Madison of Roosevelt, New York. Happy birthday to Alicia Jones of Benton, Arkansas. And happy birthday to Dexter Thomas of New Haven. And happy birthday to Sheila E. from Litchville Park, Arizona. And last but not least, happy birthday to Lamont Moore of Greensboro, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say happy birthday to each and every one of you. I hope your day is filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this day. And if you would like a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. Well, we are going to jump into it today. And I found a quote today that had to deal with change and business. And as we are listening and having these talks about money, this is all about business. Even though you may not have a business, it might just be your personal savings. It definitely is business. Your retirement is your business and you've got to make sure everything is right. So this quote says the business changes, the technology changes, the team changes, The team members change. The problem isn't change per se, but because change is going to happen, the problem rather is the inability to cope with the change when it comes. Again, the business changes, the technology changes, the team changes, the team members change. The problem isn't change per se because change is going to happen the problem rather is the inability to cope with change when it comes and that's by Kent Beck and I absolutely love that quote for more reasons than one but ladies and gentlemen we are here I am here to help you cope with this change as it comes as it appears because there are so many things going on in this space I feel like an accordion it's like you know an accordion comes together and then you it contracts and then it goes back out and then it just goes back and forth open and closing open and closing in this cryptocurrency space 
just seems like that is happening every day, every day. When one thing opens up and it seems like everything is great, something else comes in and it, it pushes the accordion back closed. And then you have another incident that happens and it opens and then it closes. And so needless to say, an accordion makes beautiful music. And that's what's happening as we go back and forth, as we go open and close in this space. And so there's some new things that have happened in the last 24 hours. And we're going to be having a conversation about them some good some bad uh but we just want to make sure that we cover those things so when we come forward we will continue the conversation this is kbla talk 1580 in a moment, in a moment. more with naja roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on kbla talk 1580 all right welcome forward welcome forward and so since we are in the middle of midday money chain we always definitely need to talk about money both old and new and so there's so many things that are going on ladies and gentlemen and so as we look and we research I am just really trying to figure out exactly what I see and I think I see a currency war coming We know about wars where people shoot guns, but I really see a currency war happening here. And the reason why I think that there is a currency war about to be on the horizon is because the club that kind of sort of used to run the world has had a falling out. That means they're not agreeing. People are not coming together in the usual form and fashion to make sure that things go their way. And the finance minister from the group of 20 countries that met earlier this week in India uh, is having some different things to say about how they are governing themselves. Usually such a gathering ends with a joint communication. Everybody is in agreement. Some sort of statement about their mutual intentions actually happen and a lot of times it's vaguely worded but at least they come together with a communication but this time ladies and gentlemen no such statement was forthcoming and it doesn't look like they're going to get one indeed the gathering actually ended in acrimony over the war in Ukraine China and Russia blocked language condemning Russia for immense human suffering and they exacerbated the existing fragilities of the global economy and ladies and gentlemen that is a big deal and I don't know how we can be skimming over these things and not understanding that when these groups come together and they have decided that they're not gelling they're not communicating they're not agreeing this to me looks like a currency war on the horizon along with all the other things that we know about the challenging times of the u.s dollar again more being out of the country than in the country and us taking a hundred dollar bill and selling it for a hundred dollars after making it for 19 cents All of these things are starting to come to the forefront. So a lot of different countries 
are not vibing the way that they used to vibe for us. And so how times have changed over the last 15 years is really important. And and I know everybody says, oh, you know, our dollar will never fail, all of these things. And we've had this conversation before. But after the global financial crisis in 2008, the G20 became, um, it was it was the most important form, forum for someone to actually direct and help regulate and help move the needle for the global economic policy. All the big decisions are made and were made at the G20 meetings. And all of the major players really got along, more or less, even as they waged war, uh, currency wars that were launched by the United States. I'm going to say around 2010 from what I can see. And so for much of 2010, uh, the currency war was just a genteel affair. The United States, the European Union and China agreed to take turns devaluing their respective currencies so as not to upset the general public and everybody else that was around. So influential was G20. And that's been going on for a very long time. And so uh, the fact that they're not getting along right now and nobody is agreeing and things are starting to change and be a little bit different than they've always been. And those G20 meetings, ladies and gentlemen, this ought to raise an eyebrow and you need to be asking yourself Why? What's going to happen? How or what might change? What um, what could possibly really go bad in that situation? And the IMF has been in the past acting as some sort of global central bank that is becoming an issue as well. And so we're watching all of these things from afar. Again, we talk about we talk about the macro And we're just watching some of these happen. But this equilibrium has started to come undone for some time. And so it's really starting to hit the fan. And without me getting into politics of whose fault it is, whether it's number 45 or whether it's number 46, our presidents, um, you know, we have some real serious issues on our hands as it relates to trade, as it relates to all of the different entities that we were used to looking to, to really solve the problems internationally so that those problems don't wind up affecting us here at home. It's just looking like a lot of people are stepping to the side. And so, um, it just, there's just a lot of different situations that we need to really be paying attention into and gone are the decades that the Western allies that trade with China would lead to democracy in China. We just done, we're done with a lot of that. There's a lot of sanctions and some other things that are happening and they're vowing to really try to make it hard for America to actually get their monies uh, continuous, 
continuing in the space of the world reserve currency. So here we are in the summer of 2023. And if you look at 2010, it's been about 13 years that we have been dealing with this currency situation. And it has taken several new and dangerous turns. And so the wheels, in my opinion, are about to fall off. But again, that's somebody's opinion. That's my opinion. And it's not just the G20 that can't come to terms on anything that has to do with the actual statement from this meeting that just happened. But the reality is that the G20 is breaking up into rival power blocks. Now, believe it if you don't if you don't want to believe it ladies and gentlemen look it up the g20 is breaking up they have they have officially filed for divorce and that is going to leave america in a precarious situation and so we are definitely just really again paying attention keeping our eyes and op- eyes and ears open to all of the things that are happening And on one side is the United States, its closest English-speaking allies, the European Union, Japan, and South Korea. Now, I need you to hear me. And on the other side, you have China, Russia with Brazil, India, and South Africa. We've been talking about that. It's called BRICS. Also growing tired of Washington, D.C., calling all the shots in the post-Cold War. And that's what I see, a unipolar war. And um, there are five groups of individuals that form BRICS and this partnership, and they are really strengthening themselves. And it has to do with trade. What these countries that are coming together actually have and can pull together by way of a currency, a currency that's backed by gold, hint, hint, another something that you need to be having in your portfolio. And so as we watch these things, we just need to uh, really lay out a strategy and make sure, again, that we have access to our funds, no matter where they are. We need to have access to those funds and you need to be going in those accounts, as I have stated a month ago. And some of you still are listening to me and you haven't shored up passwords and made sure you were able to extract funds from whichever account you need. But you really need to go through that and do the drill. Just find out what it takes to actually remove funds that you have invested on a platform. You don't have to actually do it, but you want to know how to do it in the event that you get some sort of sign or some sort of periodical or somebody says something that lets you know that you need to move your funds. And then if you have a broker that's working on your funds or your retirement or your investments, you want to talk to them about what the time frame is for removing your money from the platform if in the event you need to do so. And then maybe what documentation has to be completed in order for you to do those things. I'm going to say go a step further. For those of you that are very organized that are listening to my voice, I would even say go as far as to begin filling out 
the form. So in the event that you need it, you can just pull it out, write the dollar amount that you need to be pulling and that you're able to literally send the document to where it needs to go immediately in the event that we find out anything catastrophic is going to happen or any bank problems or any more uh, failures in the in the system and the economic system we just need to be ready so we don't have to get ready and so um, I'm looking at a couple of different companies that you know everybody has felt really secure with and I'm only bringing this up because I need you all to really understand how things are changing earning season has um, has just been through the first big test and a lot of people have been earning and earning and earning in the stock market and again we have people that trade in the stock market stock market and then we have individuals that buy and hold in the stock market and for the most part those who have bought low and just held and just continue to hold again playing the long game they've they've won a lot but earning season right now as it stands for some of the companies they flunked and i'll say they flunked miserably um what we're looking at is tesla and netflix that both just reported their numbers after the closing bell yesterday. Now, typically, I don't get into uh, the stocks and things of that sort because it definitely is the old money. But as we continue to see things change and evolve, I need you to really pay attention to everything that you see and everything that you're feeling and really start to tap in to your just to your common sense and so let's just stop for a second and think about tesla we we meaning me and my children we used to play this game and some of you know this game because if you grew up like i did we had this game called slug bug so every time we saw a volkswagen bug the old one not the new ones we would hit somebody and say slug bug no hit backs and that would be because we saw it first well my children in the last two or three years i'll say they used to play tesla no hit back because tesla was out it was new and there were not teslas everywhere and you would only see one every now and again and you would see them more on the west side of the town than you would inner city and i used to hate going on the west side because my kids would just be spotting these teslas and they would just go nuts well ladies and gentlemen we can be in a car right now all four of my little people and they won't say a word about tesla because tesla is everywhere now you think at this point tesla would be doing incredible financially because they're everywhere but on the other hand when you look at the auctions or you go to the auctions teslas are a dime a dozen meaning there are rows and rows and rows of tesla things are changing technology comes in it gets saturated it gets old really quick and it changes and so netflix they both reported their numbers and they weren't that great tesla is one of the handful of stocks that accounted for the most of s p 500's gains this year and netflix has been uh 
a higher flyer in its own right. But Tesla's uh, chief, of course, Elon Musk, is warning of further price cuts, which is sure to shrink the margin margins. So Tesla shares are down 7.3%, ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, just continue to pay attention to things. And why is that happening? So some of us may have Tesla shares and you may be in this for the long game, but everybody and their mother is about to come out or already coming out with electronic vehicles e-vehicles and so um, aside of the fact that Tesla's goal was to make sure that every single household had a Tesla there are so many other people coming into the market and so we've got to pay attention to these things as we continue to invest be it old money be it new money paying attention to everything around you and so the same with Netflix their revenue fell short of its own projection and Netflix is down nearly 9%. Now we can look at all the reasons why that would be because there's just so many different news outlets right now. I don't even know that a lot of people other than like the stellar shows, uh, people are getting shows and watching stuff right on their cell phones and they're not uh, attached to a television or Netflix or any of the other uh, streaming platforms. I mean, it's just really getting interesting what's happening. But again, when you are investing old money, new money, you've got to pay attention to the things around you and realize when things are so saturated and things are going in the wrong direction where you meet, need to make those changes. So then this leads us back to the United States dollar. Yes, we can use it. Yes, you can get in a Tesla and drive it. Yes, it goes from zero to 60 in like about one second. It's an incredible car, but they have saturated the market and they have really have a situation where supply versus demand doesn't really do a, a whole lot for increasing the price of Tesla's, et cetera, et cetera. Cause there's so many out there right now, the same exact thing goes into the United States dollar. We have created out of thin air, so many dollars. We printed more money than we ever have supply versus demand is in effect. And so as we pay attention to all of these things, even though a Tesla has nothing to do with money other than the fact you need money to buy it. But we just got to pay attention to these things so we can understand markets and cycles and saturation and supply versus demand. And then all of these things start to make sense as we look at which cryptocurrency we need to be involved in. Do we want to get involved in something where there is major saturation or something where there is scarcity? Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, after new sports and traffic, we'll continue this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So I'm going to get into our market update. But before I do, there are two pieces of business that we need to know as it relates to our economy. 
our households specifically, how we deal with some of the upcoming things that we need to be ahead of. I know we're in ahead of the crypto curve, but I'm going to I'm going to turn this into ahead of the food, ahead of products and services, ahead of a whole bunch of things, because it all boils down to money. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know if you're quite aware, but Russia walked away from a deal that was reached last year after the invasion of Ukraine. And under this specific agreement, Russia was going to allow cargo ships to pass without getting blown up or sank or whatever they were going to do in the Black Sea from or to several of the Ukrainian ports. However, they walked away from that this week and our grain corn i'm gonna let me see what else i think it's grain it's corn and there's one more thing ladies and gentlemen we are in trouble because the prices have gone up soybeans so wheat corn and soybeans have actually rose on this news that Russia is no longer going to allow these ships to pass because they're feeling as though uh, Ukraine is getting ammunition and wartime things through these ports. And so they're stopping all of those um, all of those ships from just reaching and coming from the ports of Ukraine. So that being said, the grain prices back a few weeks ago were a little moved, but not a lot. But now on this news, uh, Moscow says it will treat all shipping traffic bound for Ukraine as potential carriers of military cargo. So what happens, ladies and gentlemen, our corn, our wheat, uh, our soybean prices go up. So that means those individuals are where we were getting those shipments in possibly and exporting or importing things from other countries. They're going to see a price hike and that passes down to us, the consumers, even if they don't see or have an increase in wheat, corn or soybean, they think they will. So I am paying attention and seeing that these companies, that these stores are going to do a little bit of a rate hike or a cost hike so they can get their money now in the event that there's some sort of shortage or catastrophe down the road. And we pay for it as a community, especially in our communities where we are in a food desert. We pay for it the most. We pay higher prices than anybody else for some of the the same goods, if not worse goods. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But um, just so you know how high the wheat prices have actually popped within a week. Last week, they were $6.70 a bushel. And today wheat is 7.24%, I mean cent. A bushel and so it's not quite a dollar but 75 cent is a big deal close to um it's not even 70 but it is it's a big deal 
It's a big deal, ladies and gentlemen, and it's also jumped in the European market as well. So it's something we got to keep our eye on. One other thing that has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. However, we need to pay attention and know that it's happening in about um, we're just under about 11 days and there's going to be a contract that expires at the end of the month for UPS. A lot of us, especially business owners, use UPS. A lot of people are, um, we use UPS for a lot of different things. Uh, but the United UPS pilots now state that they're going to actually honor any picket lines that are set up by UPS drivers at the end of the month. And barring a real miracle, there's about 340,000 workers that will strike, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of this month. So what am I saying? I am saying to you right now that our markets are still sleeping on this potential consequence of any disruptions in the supply chain. And if this happens, the 340,000 workers, it will be a considerable consequence. And so we've got to pay attention to that. I don't know what that means to you. If UPS does any type of striking, is there medication that you get via mail that you need to maybe get a little bit more of before the end of the month in case nobody's delivering? Just the things that you need to think about when you hear these types of things that are happening especially in the times like this because you can't just run out and buy medication over the counter or even if you can run out and buy it is it cheaper because you get it somewhere else that UPS brings to you maybe you need to step it up a little bit and get a little bit more right now and I, I just want you all to start thinking on different terms di along different lines yes UPS is 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 striking or might possibly strike strike. In fact, I don't see how they can't. But with that, what does this mean to me? What does it mean to my household? If the answer is nothing, okay. But what about that aunt or somebody else who has a business that may be affected about by this? We start thinking of alternative ways to get the job done because we know if we go this route, our business is going to be stalled or we're going to pay three, four times what needs to be paid because we fail to prepare for what we see about to happen in the market. So I wanted to share that with you so you all can start to really understand some of the things or some of the ways that I think so uh, that have been very critical and pivotal to really helping us kind of come out unscathed I'll say it that way so when we come forward ladies and gentlemen I promise you we'll get into the cryptocurrency conversation I hope that that was good for each and every one of you if you're if you're somebody who's trading right now and you're looking at a UPS strike coming well what companies are contracted with UPS and whose goods and services are not going to get uh delivered if this strike happens like all of these things are things that you need to start thinking about when you get in the money game because it all matters every little intricate thing absolutely matters at some point and so you just want to make sure you're 
family is good. You've got to make sure everything is stored up and you're ready to uh, you're ready for whatever storm may come your way. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. Welcome forward as we race against the clock today. Man, I got a lot of great stuff to talk about, but I had to make sure you all were understanding what is coming down the pipe. Um, But Bitcoin right now is trading at twenty nine thousand seven hundred and thirty nine dollars. It's up in the last hour. Point zero nine percent. It's down in the last twenty four hours. Point nine eight percent and in the last seven days it's down five point nine five percent ethereum is trading at one thousand eight hundred and eighty six dollars it's up in the last hour point zero eight percent down in the last 24 hours one point four fourteen percent and in the last seven days it is down five point five four percent now we get to xrp and i'm just doing this one just for a couple of weeks until people figure out what they want to do if they want to sell or if they want to hold out but xrp is trading at 79 cent right now it's up in the last hour 0.04 percent in the last 24 hours it's down 5.94% and in the last seven days it's down 5.15%. I really think that's because people are finally interpreting for themselves what that actual court ruling was and trying to figure out whether or not it is really good for the coin but for the cryptocurrency space as a whole what it's doing but uh, that's where we are and so ladies and gentlemen because we've been talking about this anticipated fed now program ladies and gentlemen i have to let you know today that we are in a position and i'm just making sure i have the right information for you today the feds actually dramatically uh, speed up the U.S. payments with the Fed now. So I believe it is live. It states that on this morning, 7.36 a.m. July 20th, that's the date, we are now live, but they're downplaying any tie to central bank digital currencies. Some argue that this Fed now program is going to weaken crypto payments use case from a bridge to a digital dollar. And so the Fed now program is officially opened. You all heard it here today. These instant new payment services on Fed now will start today and it will significantly speed up how long it takes to send money to the world's largest economy. I believe that's us right now. The central bank said that 35 banks and credit unions are participating. Early adopters include JP Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo with 16 other institutions supporting processing of these payments that the Fed argues will argue 
will offer just in time access to paychecks and invoices. So we've got to see how this thing works, ladies and gentlemen. That is a dramatic change from the previous status quo. When payments sent through the United States banking system can take hours or days to get from one entity to another. So other countries have already shifted to instant payments. And so today, ladies and gentlemen, again, you all are sitting through money history. Fed now starts today. So the Federal Reserve built this Fed now service to help make everyday payments over the coming years actually faster and more convenient. And Fed Chair Jerome Powell is excited and we're going to see what it actually does, but it offers this functionality. And I think they think it's going to get rid of cryptocurrencies or again, say that our use case is no longer needed because they can do uh, border transactions instantly. And that's not uh, I mean, it's it's good. It's great. But it's not going to solve the problem that we have with money. And so Fed now is not money. It's an actual payment rail. And so cryptocurrencies are actual uh, currency. And so these are two totally different things. And blockchain is something different altogether. So the fact that they're trying to say that they're going to um, get rid of cryptocurrency by having this this system in place is in my opinion a no-go but fed now also faces some criticism over potentially building a bridge for future versions of the u.s dollar which i know is what's going to happen but the fed now program is tied to um they're they're saying that it's just not going to be so they denied that fed now is tied to uh, uh, to the plans to do the central bank digital dollar, but we know that's not the case. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, history being made today. Fed Now program is live. If you're interested in learning about it, you can call Chase or Wells Fargo. Those are the two that were actually listed. And since you're hearing a lot of Chase commercials here on KBLA, we can reach out to them and see how this is going to work out or how it works for us, works for our businesses. It's not really going to affect us right now. It's no big deal. It's just you get uh, institutions get quicker so that wiring that we were doing that sometimes waits to the next day if we didn't get in there by 2 p.m during our time zone uh, i believe all of that is going to be done away with eventually but right now we're probably still going to be in a situation where they're slowly integrating into this new program we'll see how it rolls out and we'll see how it affects us in our community and I will keep you posted. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KVLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. One of the things that I wanted to also uh, share with you, because at the beginning of the show, I told you I felt like an accordion where you come in, where the instrument comes in, then it goes out really big, then it comes in, then it goes halfway, then it goes big, and then it comes all the way back in. But it makes beautiful music. With that being in the cryptocurrency space, there was another sort of a setback. And I don't say actually a setback, but it just depends on the perspective. So NASDAQ was 
beginning to be in the business where they would custody people's Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. And they've decided that they're going to take a step back and they're not going to be custodians of people's cryptocurrency. For some folks, that's a bad thing because they want NASDAQ, they want Wall Street, they want uh, that shows validity to the actual cryptocurrency space as far as they're concerned. And that actually helps more traditional investors or uh, people that trade and think people of that sort to feel like the cryptocurrency space is important enough for NASDAQ to actually custody the coin. Well, we know that it is most important that we custody our own coin. And so them coming out of the space, in my opinion, is Probably a good thing because we will have more of the same where these owners of these platforms are misinforming their investors and people feel as though that their Bitcoin is safe while they have gone away with the Bitcoin. And so we want to make sure that we stay away from that uh, because those are the same old actors and the old money coming into the new space and so I actually am looking forward to having a whole new regime in this cryptocurrency space and I just know that our exchange will be one of the forefront leaders at some point because we are allowing people to buy Bitcoin and we're giving them their Bitcoin day one no self-custody needed because self-custody get you away from having all these problems that we're seeing in the cryptocurrency space is really simple. Let people buy it and hold it themselves. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to thank you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. This Saturday, we're having a Crypto Essentials course, and we're also having a Ledger and Me 123. If you're interested, please send me an email at askanajaroberts at gmail.com or send me a text message to 424-317-7373. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. Because we are constantly dollar cost averaging, creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.